Today on the podcast, we're going to be jumping into some science mixed with AI, and we are talking about predicting the weather with AI. There's actually two groups of researchers that have recently come out with some very interesting research and some very interesting techniques. So today on the podcast, we're going to dive into what is going on in the world of weather prediction and AI. So the headline story here is essentially that there's a team, um, a couple teams, one of the teams was from Huawei Cloud, and essentially they developed a system dubbed the Pangu Weather, which essentially uses historical data um, of the weather to predict weather conditions a week in advance. And the system was trained using 39 years of weather data, uh, using current weather patterns to make predictions. Really interestingly, I think it performs its predictions a lot faster than existing systems, but it doesn't actually provide um, predictions about precipitation amount. So instead, it actually estimates temperature, wind speed, air pressure, and other weather-related data. Um, so that really leaves humans to estimate predictions based on the provided information. So simultaneously, a collective team from Tsinghua University, uh, which is essentially the China Meteorological, uh, Meteorological Administration, and also um, one of their associates at the University of California, Berkeley, they designed what's called NowCastNet. So Unlike Pengu Weather, NowCastNet focuses on predicting precipitation levels for the next six hours using both historical data and also physical rules, and it demonstrated accuracy compared to traditional systems and also delivered results more rapidly. So currently, the most accurate weather forecasting is done using numerical models, which apply mathematical and physical formulas to current weather data. And these systems, while generally reliable for major metropolitan areas, are CPU intensive and can take hours to generate results. So both the Pengu Weather and now CastNet um, systems both actually promise to significantly speed up this process. Eam Ebert, Uhoff, and Kyle Hilburn of the Cooperative Institute of Research in the Atmosphere at Colorado State University have recently kind of jumped into this whole conversation. Um, and they did this by actually publishing a weather predictive systems uh, report recently in which they called news and views article in nature um, and so essentially they highlighted the challenges of building ai weather predictive systems and also the accomplishments of the team behind these two new platforms that have been developed so i think you know overall this is really impressive um, while the accuracy of weather prediction is really crucial to a variety of sectors like if we're talking about agriculture disaster management um you know being able to accurately predict the weather is a really, really important for those sectors, particularly agriculture, predicting when rain or snow or frost might affect your crops um, with, you know, either kill them or help them. So this is really, really important. Um, billions of dollars trickles down below that, um, particularly through agriculture. And so this is something that people really want to get right. And so I think because of that, the potential of these AI-based weather predictions is really just the beginning um, we're really just beginning to kind of tap them. So I think though these systems are still in the kind of test of principle stage, the promising results point to the possibility of AI-based weather forecasting becoming essentially the standard approach in the not-too-distant future. And of course, you know, we haven't been doing this in the past. We haven't been doing a lot of this AI weather predictive systems. But um, now that we have this AI and we have these new AI power uh, capabilities that are super powerful, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this in the future. Um, I think that these advancements mark a really significant step forward in the use of AI in meteorology, um, which in my opinion suggests a future where weather predictions are a lot faster, um, they're a lot less resource intensive, 
and maybe even more accurate, right? So I think it's interesting with, you know, both of these new models that have come out, they, you know, they both lacked something, but together they were able to predict the precipitation and the weather patterns based off of data and historical information um, and what we're seeing today. So I think that that's really impressive combining the two. They do get a really massive chunk of this prediction and they get it right to a high level. Um, and I think the results of these two kind of teams that are working on this are um, really impressive. They both published reports in the uh, journal Nature, um, so you can read more about them there. But overall, I think this is going to have some massive implications for a lot of different industries, for weather, for news, for agriculture, a lot of different spaces. Of course, everyone wants to know what the weather's like, and if you could more accurately predict that, I think people would appreciate that. I have definitely have lived places before where um, weather predictions were never very accurate, and uh, some people just never checked what the weather was because uh, the accuracy was not super high. I think today, you know, by and large, we have fairly accurate weather prediction results in a majority of places. But being able to take this up to a higher level um, and I think is going to be really impressive, especially when we're looking at historical data. Something I, I view as being uh, very impressive, very interesting is, you know, being able to look at uh a further forecasted weather into the future. Now, I know that that is, that is sort of difficult um, due to a lot of different variables and a lot of the, you know, the weather predictions is essentially looking at historical data then looking at the data that we have today about, you know, how the weather and atmosphere and everything around us is going. So I understand there definitely are challenges there, but I think overall this is going to be a really interesting space to follow in the future. There definitely are some big implications into how this affects some, you know, multi-billion dollar industries. <music> Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AI Box, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.